I think it could be really helpful if you could just unpack that. Why is it that you hated it? What did they help show you to make you see that that's what you were created for? Because I think there's a lot of people who have such amazing skill sets that they could do really good in, in sales, mm-hmm. but they, they see it as a negative connotation, the word sales. They think immediately right. snake oil salesman and I just, I would love it if you would unpack that for us. Yeah, that's a good question. So I think it was like, I thought in the past that I was bothering people when I was calling them, but now when I call them, I think, and I've said this to you before, you're lucky that it's me that's calling because I'm nice and I care about you and I want to connect you to a solution. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for joining me today on another podcast. And I'm really excited for who we have on today. We have Jackie Walter. She is the founder of Translating Insurance. She's based out of Portland, Oregon. She started in this business in 2017 after being a stay-at-home mom for seven years. So really what I'm excited about is we're going to really dig into this with Jackie about what it's like being a passionate, driven, independent agent while raising a family of five with her husband. It's going to be an awesome subject matter that we're going to go covering today regarding that balance of life and work. And Jackie is the perfect person to talk to. Jackie, thanks so much for being on today. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me. I am so grateful to just have this time to talk to you and share kind of my experience with people as far as this industry goes. And yeah, parent life, business life, all the things. You, uh, you, so you basically, after seven years of being a stay-at-home mom and, and homeschooling, correct? Yeah. So we weren't homeschooling at that point. So prior to being a mom, I was in, you know, I went to college, I got my master's degree. I was managing people at a Wells Fargo, doing lending, that kind of stuff. So I was in the corporate world and then I, you know, wanted to start a family with my husband. I didn't want to pay for childcare and I wanted to be there for them. It was important to me that role was important to me. So we went down to a single income. I was the stay-at-home mom, spent all the time with the kids. My husband was working full-time, going to school full-time, and then sleeping. (laughs) So it was a pretty crazy time. He actually doesn't even remember much of like the kids at that age because he was so busy. I can imagine. It was was a lot. Um, But you know, we got to a point living in Portland. It's pretty expensive living on a single income. And my car broke down, like died. So I needed to make some money to pay a car payment. And I was like, what can I do to make, you know, 500 bucks a month? I didn't even have really high expectations because I still wanted to be with my kids. And Malia Rogers, my best friend, she's like, you should come into the insurance industry. It's amazing. So I took the test and passed and I just started networking. I joined something that was like a BNI, but didn't cost the same as BNI. And then um, just you know, people started spreading my name around. There wasn't a lot of people doing what I did, which is health insurance and Medicare. Everybody still kind of thought you had to do it yourself. Go on healthcare.gov, try to find your own plan. And they didn't realize that there was someone who would help you for free. So all of a sudden, you know, realtors started passing my name out to their clients, their mailing list, like all the things. And I got really lucky that I got a lot of business that first year of just people calling me. And then, you know, just, I guess just doing little things. Like I put my business card on a cork board at the grocery store and a broker manager from a carrier found it 
And so he called me and then he started sending me leads for this, you know, local market. And so that really built my book of business um, through referrals and people who were expecting my phone call. So I got a little spoiled. My point with that is that it's just the little things like doing the little things like putting my business card up or, you know, getting connected with one person can change your business. Yes. Yes. You know, I actually made a point of that in another, um, another podcast that I was talking about. It really starts with your, you know, obviously you want to have the knowledge of the industry. You want to have the work ethic because you need right. to take massive action, but your network is going to really help you propel to the next level because that connection or connections that you can have will get you in front of so many more people than you would have ever thought. I mean, you look at you, you basically said, I got into this trying to make a few hundred bucks. Instead, all of a sudden you had a few hundred clients coming at you. Right. And I'm sure that changed your whole game and your whole perspective of what you need to do in terms of the work-life balance. Because uh, as you mentioned, with five children, and now you know, your, your husband's working and you're stepping into becoming a boss, right. you really have to manage that time well. And it's something that a lot of agents struggle with trying to figure out that work-life balance. And I personally, I got my pen and pad here ready to take notes because I got one kid and I feel like I'm all over the place because I'm trying to constantly be present for him. Uh -huh. I want to make sure that I can be there at as much of his uh, after school activities. And even if they ask for volunteers during school, but with five children, I mean, you must have, you must have some excellent uh, advice that you're going to be able to give on how to do this work-life balance with being your own boss having your, your family, trying to be everywhere all at once. I mean, it's probably exhausting, but yeah. I'm sure you're going to tell us it's well worth it. It's totally worth it um, to be able to change their lives, to be an example for them and show them that you can have a, a career and be a mom and also teach them that you know, my world doesn't revolve around them, but I'm going to make it as much as I can revolve around them. Does like that make that. sense? Like you have to have your own goals and dreams and a vision for your life as well as being a parent. Yeah. So I think I it like gets it. a good balance, but, and probably what I'm going to say isn't too profound, but I did, you know, I had a business coach a few years ago who brought to me a tool that's been very useful. And so I'd say the first thing that I would implement if you're not doing this already is time blocking. Do you do that, Eric? Uh, I try, but it, it seems to uh, more often than not fall apart on me where yeah. I'll, I'll go in with good intentions. And then all of a sudden, it's, it's something happens that takes me out of the element, takes me out of that time slot where I decided right. this time is for specifically for outbound calls or or, you know, trying to innovate and do something different with the CRM or whatever. Right. Uh, but, but it's definitely, like you said, most things that will make huge impacts in your career aren't going to be profound, but if you stick to them, will make the biggest difference. Yeah. That's really the big thing is like you not just writing it on your calendar, but you're making a commitment that that time is important for that activity. So like I, time block for exercise. I time block for homeschooling because we're doing that in the morning. And then I basically say I'm available for work during these hours. So that's where I put in clients who are trying to make appointments with me uh, or social media. I time block admin, time block meetings with my number two, which is my husband, you know, as far as like 
what our business strategies are. So it is making a commitment that I'm putting my priorities first on my calendar and then I'll open it up to the rest of the world once those things are on there. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, with with number one being time block, right? Mm -hmm. Would you say that there's at least two other two other things that we can put into action that'll create a big impact if we actually stick to it? Yeah, you know, we are starting to incorporate our family in our business. Oh. So for example, my husband, you know, was able to quit his full-time job back in May. And now he works with me in the business. So that's incorporating us together, but not just that. He's here helping me with the home. He's helping me with homeschooling, with the kids, all the things. So when you have that partner to help you with those things, that makes a huge difference. And once my residual income got to a certain level, we were able to do that. We have the kids work in the business. And another fun thing is we're going to a couple of conferences this year and we're bringing them along. So oh, that's so neat. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to be fun because we'll get to do some travel, we'll get to sightsee, but we also get to do business while we're there. And how old are you? How old are your kids? So the youngest is three, and then there's an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old, an eleven-year-old, and then the eighteen-year-old. She's probably not going to be coming on those trips, but okay. yeah, she's uh, she just graduated high school, so she's kind of doing her own thing. So you're you're going to be bringing four kids along with you then to yeah. which conferences are you bringing them to? Because I, I I want to see if I'm going to be at some of them. So I, I can... know <laughs> one of them is a conference in Las Vegas. It's like a money conference. Uh -huh. So probably won't see you there. And then the other one is through North American Insurance Services. It's called U Times Two. So it's basically where my husband and I are going to learn how to grow into an agency instead of just being like a one person slash admin kind of show. I like that. I like that. You know, it's it's one of the things that I really have tried to instill in my child as, you know, when I was, when we had the call center uh, up and running here in Chandler, he would come in for three years. He would come in all the time because my <laughs> wife was, uh, you know, running her her agency with, with makeup artistry. And so there's many times where she was out doing things and he needed a place to kind of camp out. So he came right. to my office and he got to see all the agents on the phones and they all had relationships with him. They all loved him. He loved being there. It was, it was just a great environment to foster so uh -huh. that he starts thinking differently as a little person. Right. And as he's growing up, you know, it's funny. He always said that he wanted to be a police officer when he grew up. Uh -huh. And I found that strange because I'm like, you never talk about being a police officer or anything like that around me. Right. Well, where did that come from? Like, why is it that when they ask you that at school, you say you want to be a police officer? And he's like, well, dad, it's just one of those things where people think that's cool or acceptable, the thing to say. Uh -huh. And, you know, and, and all props to police officers, right? I don't mm -hmm. want to take anything away from them. They are amazing. Yeah. But uh, it's just funny to me that he didn't really have that exposure. So it makes me wonder why he was, he kept saying that. Right. Um, but then I said, well, what is it that you actually want to be? And he said, well, dad, I want to be like you. I right. want to do what you're doing. Like you have your own business, you, uh, you know, you're, you're helping people and I want to do something like that. And I said, well, there's nothing wrong with saying you want to be a business owner. Right. You know? Start saying that. And he's like, well, people think I'm weird if I say that. No. And I'm like, no, not anymore. Maybe there was a time where people didn't get it, but more and more that's becoming the norm. Right. And so now he says that with pride when people that's ask, awesome. that I want to be a business person. And that's definitely excellent. So I love that you're including your family in there. I'm still trying, shh, I'm still trying to get my wife to start working with me. 
I don't I've been having been having a little bit of a uh, resistance there, but maybe eventually we'll find something where our collaboration can come together and we can really um, do what you guys are doing and work together because it's definitely it is it is a dream of mine to, to have that happen. So yeah, you just have to find the fi- the right role. Like for him, it wasn't sales, but he loves like systems and operations and back office. So she's creative. So it's probably going to be something in that creative realm. Yes, yes, 100%. I tell her all the time, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out all this podcasting equipment, all this, the audio stuff, the video stuff, but she has an amazing eye for that. I was like, why don't you maybe start doing stuff like that and helping Love me out me. with that? Because I think it would be excellent, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so that's fun. Tell me what would be like that. So we got two things. We got the time block. Time blocking uh-huh. is obviously number one. Uh, adding family into the business is another huge thing that you do. They can really move the needle um, in helping to create that balance. What would you say a third thing is they could help? So for me, you know, I know that a lot of people get super stressed out during annual election period, right? It's yeah. like that one, it's like an event that you're like preparing for and then it's happening and then you're just exhausted after. Yeah. And a little bit of that is hard to avoid but I sell all year. I don't just sell during annual enrollment. I sell all year and I have monthly goals every single month that are realistic for the amount of time that I have allotted to work, right? I'm not like Justin Brock or, you know, like those, I mean, I don't have that same high goals, but I have goals for myself that are high. And so if that makes sense, what yep. I'm trying to do is just focus on being the local Medicare specialist mm-hmm. and my advertising and everything that I'm doing is revolved around a year round, you know, special enrollment periods, turning 65, five-star plans. And if I can break my annual goal down into a monthly goal and achieve that, then annual enrollment is just a time for me to really like connect with my clients, make sure they're good, but I don't have to, it's not feast or famine kind of right. time. I like so it really that. It takes the stress off and it allows me to manage my time better. Yeah, you're right. There, I, I think uh, being in the business as long as I have, I've seen it a lot where there's so many agents who really do just look at the AEP as their growth time and the rest right. of the year they're chill or they got stuff that they're doing low key, minimally. Mm-hmm. And once AEP hits, they're they're going crazy, so crazy that they're completely exhausted when it's over. Right. And yeah, I think it's definitely a good idea that you need to look at this business as a year-round business because mm-hmm. the opportunities are are pretty big if you look at it from a year-round perspective. And then right. you don't have to fear that oh my god, I didn't hit uh you know 500 enrollments during the AEP. I only got mm-hmm. 200. Right. Well, if you were prospecting the rest of the year, you know you wouldn't feel that that pressure that you created for yourself. So I think that's exactly. definitely a very uh you know very important thing to take into account. So the that a lot of this information and a lot of these things that reveal themselves to you with just trial and error or do you have different coaches that helped get you to this avenue get you on the right path so that you can uh, find the, the success you've been finding that's a good question so i think part of it was when i got connected with my fmo which is north american insurance services i started with them in 2017 so right when i became an agent yeah. and the training that i got from them really implied this is a year round thing. Yeah. So, you know, we had, we had things that we could sell all year for the under 65 market, which was a huge uh, part of my income. 
So I would say my income's probably 50-50 with Medicare and under 65 because I network with people that are under 65 more often than not. And yeah. so those are the people that are coming to me with, you know, needing help. So having that, uh, you know, under 65 feeds into my Medicare as well, because they're sending their parents and then they're aging in. So it's just always been ingrained in me to, to work year round. Um, another thing that with the local Medicare specialist, that's a new thing that we're North American is pushing this year and just kind of implementing. And there's some awesome strategies that we're getting ready to roll out for people in their, you know, in their downline. Mm -hmm. And then they give me a marketing allowance based on my production. So instead of buying me leads or sending me leads, I get to pick how I want to market. And then let's say I want to advertise to T65. I can do that. And then whatever sales I get off of that goes towards my production numbers, and then I can get more allowance to pay for that stuff. So it's nice flexibility. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been coaching from Andy Daster, who's the president there. I had a business coach who taught me the time blocking and really committing to it. And then I had a mindset coach who got me through 2020. <laughs> because before 2020, my kids were at school. And yeah. I never thought I would homeschool. That was not even part of my plan. But then when that happened and all the kids came home, of course, I had like a panic attack. No, <laughs> maybe not a real one, but it was really stressful trying to figure out how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to do my business working what I thought was pretty full time and parenting and homeschooling? So I made a choice to take my kids out of the school and it was selfish it, I wasn't thinking like, oh, they'll get a better education. At first, I was just thinking like survival mode, right? Yeah. I have to manage my time and I can't have them doing like three different Zoom classes with three different teachers and all these different grades and all those expectations and still run my business. Yeah. Got to take matters into my own hands and figure out how I was going to do it. That's how we, that's why we're still homeschooling. Because in Portland, all the schools are like, we're open, we're closed, we're open, we're closed. <laughs> it's not reliable. So right. I needed something that was going to help with my sanity. And my mindset coach was like amazing. She's so amazing uh, to help with that. Yeah. And then I have a spiritual coach as well. I, I wouldn't even be in sales without them. They run a business called Living Life by Design. And it basically like helps you figure out what you were like created to do. And then if there's any like thought patterns that like maybe prevent you from being excellent at what you were created to do, they help to get rid of those like glasses that are tinting your view of certain things. Like okay. I hated sales. <laughs> when I was a stay at home mom, I was like, cause I'd already done sales in the past and I was a little bit traumatized about all of it. And I'm like, uh -huh. I never want to do sales again. But look at me now, because I went through that program and I, I realized why I was like hating it and why I was actually created for it. And now I, I love it. Do me a favor, though. I think it could be really helpful if you could just unpack that. Why is it that you hated it? What did they help show you to make you see that that's what you were created for? Because I think there's a lot of people who have such amazing skill sets that they could do really good in, in sales. Mm -hmm. But they they see it as a negative connotation, the word sales. They think immediately right. snake oil salesman. And 
I just I would love it if you would unpack that for us. Yeah, that's a good question. So I think it was like, I thought in the past that I was bothering people when I was calling them. But now when I call them, I think, and I've said this to you before, you're lucky that it's me that's calling because I'm nice and I care about you and I want to connect you to a solution. So I think what they did was they pointed out, and I know this is kind of weird, but I really, I was like sewing a lot when I was a stay-at-home mom and I like to take different pieces of things and put them together, right? And that's kind of how networking is where you're like, oh, so-and-so needs a new roof and I network with a roofer, let's connect you. Well, what I do isn't any different. You need health insurance, I have health insurance, let's find the right product. Let's find the solution. So I think they just reframed it to where I didn't, it wasn't a confident, like I didn't feel guilty or I didn't feel unworthy to call these people. I felt like I was here to help. I love that. I love that because basically they're putting you back into a position of power. where you're no longer fearing like you said that you're bugging them but instead you're saying hey i'm the savior here i'm here Mm -hmm. to make your life easier i'm not here to uh you know to 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 be a pain in your butt i'm here to make sure that you're actually safely taken care of and your family's safely taken care of it's a great position of authority to come from and i really Mm -hmm. uh i think that more people need to understand the the sales game is much different than what people think and I think, you know, interviews with people like you is going to really help change that, that dynamic and change that idea that, that uh, so many have. Right. I hope so, because it's really like we're, we're in a service industry. We're here to serve our clients. We're here to help them and do the best that we can. So, and it doesn't cost anything for our help in yeah. most cases. I mean, some people might charge, but I don't charge for my services. So yeah, that really changed our entire life. Because if I hadn't started this business, we wouldn't be where we are today. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you a fun question real quick as we're getting ready to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Your husband, does he technically work with you or work for you? <laughs> he calls himself the assistant to the regional manager. I, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I love it. <laughs> He's silly, but no, he works he works for me, but he's also, have you, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the book, but it's like talks about the visionary and like the integrator, right? And the visionary is the person who like has all these big ideas and wants to do all these things, right? And yeah. then the integrator is kind of the balancing act where they're like, yeah, not yet. Or let's come up with a plan or how are we going to implement it? Right. So he's my integrator and a hundred percent like I need him to be that person because otherwise I'd be all over the place. Like, yeah. you know, we love coming up with new ideas, but we can't do all of them. Yeah. It's definitely like uh, it's, it's a, it's a balancing act yeah. and uh, it's good to have a partner that can help balance you. Cause a lot of times if you're a solopreneur or if you don't really have somebody to bounce ideas off of uh, you could go the wrong direction pretty easily. I like, though, that, you know, what you ultimately have told me and what you said a little bit earlier, you guys are problem solvers and problem solvers are what entrepreneurs are all about, successful ones at that. The ones that fail, they're great at identifying problems and just saying, this is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. But (laughs) the ones who are successful are the ones who say, okay, we have this problem. Now let's create the solution so that we can continue to grow and move forward, which is like you mentioned earlier with your children constantly having to come back home you said okay 
I need something that's more uh, structured right. so that we can continue to grow. And that's how you came up with the solution of your schedule for homeschooling and uh, working. So right. kudos to you. At the Thank end of the day, like I said, your success is well-earned, hard-earned, but you've done a lot of smart things, investing in yourself, investing in your business, okay. bringing your family into play. I really, like I said, I envy that. I think it's such a, an amazing thing that you've done. And hopefully that, you know, maybe one day that's my son will end up you know, doing as well as yeah. wanting to get into business. So you have any last parting words you want to give the audience here though, before we wrap up? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I know nothing I said was super profound. Like those things that you can implement are not hard and they're not rocket science. And if you're diligent with those activities and your time, you're going to be successful. So I think anybody can do what we do if they're committed and they just manage their time wisely. It's that easy. And it's just, uh, I should take that back. There's a difference between something being easy and being simple. What you right. just said is simple, not easy to implement because a lot of times it does take massive action, yeah. a lot of energy. Uh, but if you want to have the freedom that you have now where you can make your choices and you mm -hmm. can travel with your kids to conferences and vacations without asking anybody's permission, right. yeah, it takes work, right? So I'm proud of you. I'm really glad to have seen yeah. your journey uh, over the years. And I'm really happy to see how you continue to grow with your family. I'll be keeping an eye on you. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me on here. It was really nice to connect with you again. A hundred percent. Thank you so much for being on guys. We're going to see you on the next video. Hey, thanks for watching the podcast. If you like the content, please hit the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you can get notified when more new content comes out. We'll see you on the next one.